0: Good afternoon everybody welcome to the show it is heading back to the window with scott and scott i am your host scott steen lead handicapper at winners and i and i'm
1: co-host, scott rochelle senior handicapper over winners and
0: and together we do this every day every single day monday through friday 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central so we do our best to help you head back to the window of course don't forget to uh to like and subscribe and uh Check out our pal Chris King. Jim Williams over there doing just parlays. They do their thing 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 Central. Every day on the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network. Scott, happy Groundhog Day. Feel like we've done this before?
1: Uh, not quite. And put your little hand in my No, that does not seem like we've done this before. You?
0: I, you, yeah i mean anytime you anytime you do a show every day at the same time man it, it does it seems like i'm
1: assuming you knew where i was going with the song yeah, reference yeah on that.
0: it's very nice okay. uh it's hey, good it's good to uh, good to be here jc stone says greetings fellow delinquents yeah no kidding uh nice to be here james s some of them have been here for a while everybody's kind of stopping by early scott i should maybe just, i should just just start putting the stream up at like eight in the morning and let everybody just rock and roll. Uh,
1: we'll just come back and see how many comments we got.
0: It's really frustrating because we can read the comments, but until we go live, we can't enter. We can't. We can't answer anything. We can't post. So anyway, it's nice to be here. David the Italians here. James S is here. Uh, David Good checking in from the beautiful uh, weather. I'm sure. I'm just gonna go on a limb and say it's nice in Tucson today. Brandon Kubas is here as well. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a full show. How do you? Uh, How'd your day go yesterday, buddy?
1: It uh, wasn't ideal. I had a decent am- amount on the Heat and Raptors under, which did not work out. Both teams shot too well from the floor. But I had some player props. I had one bad beat for a player prop, which was kind of annoying. But I ended up winning at the end with something in, in a live play on the Suns and Nets game. So I had a losing day, but I, at least I ended it on a high note.
0: Okay. You? All right. That works all right. Yeah, we went uh, a one and two on ours. Of course, we did. We did better on the farm. So a 500 day overall. Um, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks were able to rally, and uh, it was uh, that that was going to be a frustrating loss. I was going to kick myself for not taking the first half as they.
1: That Giannis guy is pretty good. Yeah,
0: they went out and played with their food in the third quarter, and then and then they were able to put it down. Uh, for the first time this season in conference play, Bowling Green did not go over the total. So thanks a lot there, boys. As we had Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan over 157.5. The Falcons just never really could get rocking and rolling. And then uh, Big Ten, Scott, laid points on the road. How'd that fucking work out for me?
1: Uh, your team won. They didn't cover.
0: <laughs> Good teams win. Great teams cover. And uh, Michigan State, I'm not sure they're either one, but they uh, they stuck it in the old caboose last night as they win by two, and they do not cover the 3.5. So, nice to be here uh, give some shout outs to everybody. Uh, JC stones here. Of course, Bryce Maltain, Zach Vaughn, checking in from the uh, Facebook, Henry Martinez, reminding everybody to pick up your thumb and hit that like button. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate it. As always, uh, Brad Crawford here. What's it doing in KC? We got four to five inches in St. Louis. Yeah. See, dude, we're missing the second wave. We got, we got about four to five here, but all that nighttime shit, we're going to get a little sporadic, like maybe another inch or So, and then we're done. It's coming coming right up 44 just like it always does brad it's sorry buddy sorry it's uh and that's the same shit that's coming to you now. you're gonna get that in a couple of days so enjoy i'll be indoors <laughs> it'll it'll be 72 and clear where yep. you are once yep, again pretty much so all right guys well of course we have told you to uh to like and subscribe and of course if you don't there's always consequences uh we're going to be asked by dolphins management to start tanking scott so we need to get some. We need to get those likes and subscribes. We don't want to tank, buddy.
1: Are we, do we want to have this full conversation about the Flora situation? I think we
0: have to talk about it, don't we?
1: I think we do. I don't know if you want to wait till after the first couple segments, but it's definitely a fascinating storyline. I think my favorite part of it is the fact that on the day of Brady's official retirement, somehow Belichick managed to become a whistleblower. I find that fascinating.
0: An inadvertent whistleblower, for sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. There's a couple of things to unpack there. Um, First of all, there's the... uh, Scott, is it... Are we just automatically assuming everything that happens uh, that's bad to a person of color is racism? I feel like
1: that's the counter-argument where you can't exactly say that this is the case league-wide because this happened with one team. But the truth is, let's just say Dable had a home run interview.
0: right. Well, but and wasn't it because no? Know- wasn't it before his interview? <laughs> I it thought was he before got texted. Flores
1: interview, I thought.
0: Huh? I thought
1: I thought Dable interviewed Flores was going to interview.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't think. I thought both of them. I didn't think either one of been interviewed. But either way, I mean, it's it's a bad look. But I mean, it's not the first time in history that someone has got a job before someone else is interviewed. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I don't doubt.
1: I think I think it's more because of the Rooney Rule. So the point is that you're technically not allowed to hire somebody before you actually bring in a minority candidate. So I think that was the bigger reason why there was a huge issue with it. I would rather have Dable as a coach than Flores, because I think Dable could be a brilliant offensive mind who could maybe make Daniel Jones look competent for once, which is a very tough task. Yeah, that's
0: but, but that's, we'll that's, a, that's a, a whole uh, different argument about whether Dable should have gotten the job. It's just... Um, and then, of course, the other part of the of of the Flores that's unpacked is the management told him to uh, give him a hundred grand for every game he lost.
1: I'd be pissed too if I ended up with two instead of Joe Burrow because my coach won games.
0: Yeah, that was that was your tweet there. We're having a, we're having a, a great conversation in the comment section, by the way, about Mexican food. Um, I do
1: love some good Mexican food. <laughs> do you guys have a good?
0: you guys have any good Mexican joints up up in, in Long Island?
1: Uh, not really. It's something very fancy called Chipotle. No, we really don't have much around. It's—I'm sure you got a couple of places in New York. I can't say anything local by me, right? Um, I have a big weakness for huevos rancheros. Yep, big, big fan. fan. You like chili? So you I'll like, eat that all the time. You're a fan of the big chili chilies? Chili chilies? Yeah, get some margarita on the side. You know, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, but I'm. I,
0: I, you know what you look for in Mexican food? You want to, you want to find a town that has some kind of uh, processing plant: chicken, beef stockyards, uh, a lot of places. And, he, and again, tr- please, guys, it's I, I know what I'm, I'm it's not a racist statement, but they tend to have lower skilled workers at those plants. They tend to be a lot from south of the borders, not just Mexicans, Guatemala and El Salvador or whatever, but they bring their families in. They open up restaurants and those are the best fucking restaurants right there. Ab- absolutely. So that's we have a lot of them around here. We have we have surprisingly uh, a ton of great Mexican places because well, it's authentic. It's it's authentic. That's that's what I like. If you like Tex-Mex, I ain't hating on you. If you like the sour cream, you like the cheese, you like the lettuce, that's fantastic. That's a whole different thing. And and there's times that I'm 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 ready to dig into a deep fried chimichanga, but there's a lot of times when I'm looking for just you know really more authentic and stripped down stuff. So
1: David Good knows what's up though. Telling me the best. Uh place to get some Mexican food in Long Island's Taco Bell. Taco Taco Bell is my favorite, I believe, original Mexican drink. It's called uh, Baja Blast from Mountain Dew. You see Baja Blast, they're
0: they're, they're doing their thing in a can now, the alcohol, the seltzer.
1: It's about time. I mean, I don't like seltzer, but if it was not seltzer and they turned it into a twisted tea, if it was something like that, I would down the hell out of that. But I'm not a seltzer guy. So I feel like if you're going to actually make it Baja Blast flavored. Can you at least keep the actual content of Baja Blast instead of turning it into a water? Mm-hmm. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I agree. Some people roasting me for for trying for for saying for saying no racist. I mean, dude, it's just the way it is. I mean, twenty years ago when I was on the stage, I could have, I could have said something like that, and it wouldn't it would have been taken in exactly in the way that it was meant, which was a completely non racist. But we've become ultra sensitive now, so. Anyway, hey Scott, let's talk about some games yesterday. Let's talk well, about the Well, I
1: actually huh? I actually just wanted to go back for a second to the Flores story because I think we would agree that he has a case. He's never gonna coach again. I feel like he's go he basically became a martyr for the cause. Yep. And I'm hoping it works out in his favor. Yep. I think that the one thing that's worth mentioning is the fact that right now you do only have one black coach in the black head coach in the NFL and you have one Hispanic coach with ron rivera right that's it man is that is that right is it i believe so so the point is is that you definitely have a lot of white people who are the head coaches of teams they could be the most qualified people for the job they might not but i do think when you're looking at a ratio like that when a decent amount of the players in the league are african-american or even there are some hispanic players in the league you need a little bit more diversity when it comes to who's actually in charge on the sidelines so I do acknowledge that point. am I gonna say it's all race related? No, but based on the actual ratio and the lack of opportunities that some black offensive or defensive coordinators have gotten when it comes to getting the boost ahead coach, you at least have to acknowledge it. yeah, I can't sweep I can't sweep that under the rug. I'm not saying that's the only cause is racism but you do start to wonder if there might be some underlying type of vibes that you're getting
0: yeah here's here's my thing and by the way ninja <laughs> ninja and james thanks for thanks for the backup but i just want to stop seeing retreads i don't care if they hire black guys i don't care if they hire white guys i want to see young analytical driven coaches start taking some of these roles
1: Someone well, asked do you think the enemy should be a head coach I think you had, witnessed his success and whatever's come in between they're the super closed
0: years. mouth about what kind of role he actually has when it comes to scheming for the day calling the plays I don't know whose scripted plays those are I don't know they don't uh they they're very very close to the vest about the enemy's role I think based on what I've seen with other hires and the resumes involved he deserves a shot he certainly has as thick a resume as many or more than most of the guys that have been hired to be head coaches. He deserves a shot to find out what we've got. Maybe maybe he sucks and he's awful. Is he going to be any worse than Urban Meyer? Come on, I the yes, I, I think it. he. I, and I I'd, obviously I would say that regardless of the color, uh, he's a he's a, a guy that's done well for my hometown team, and black, white, Latino. Green, I don't give a fuck. If he has his he has coach, a good resume, give him a shot.
1: I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. But when you're talking about the African American candidates and who should be in line for a job, I've heard Bowles' name being mentioned. Good luck with that one. I witnessed that experience. That was okay. I think times. he's like, done
0: I think he's done well enough with that Tampa Bay defense, he's gonna get his redemption shot.
1: But I'm saying if we're talking about a head coach, I've seen Bulls as a head coach. I know. I think I, you can do better. I've heard Leslie Frazier's name being mentioned. How'd that go with Minnesota? Not too well. Right. You had Flores, who I think should be a head coach. I think Flores did a good job. He should still fucking Miami. be
0: the head coach at Miami.
1: Correct. So I'm saying he did a good job with Miami. You know what, Flores, though? Flores, I do uh, think, should be in line. Let me
0: say something real quick because okay. it explains why it, it maybe gives a little more context about why Flores was fired because a lot of us scratched our heads when they announced that and went, Really? I thought we were kind of going the right way to
1: a straight up in practice. We should have drafted Mac Jones. So that's not exactly something you want to tell the quarterback. So I do think that there was a growing divide between the starting quarterback and the head coach. That doesn't exactly help. But I do think if you want to go through some other potential candidates, the enemy, even you don't know how much of a role he actually has in the offense. Nope. I think Leftwich deserves a shot somewhere.
0: Yep. Agreed.
1: Of course he had Brady but he also made Jameis Winston look pretty good. I know he had a bunch of picks, but he looked good in terms of yards and touchdowns. So I'm not a Leslie Frazier guy because I saw that experiment in Minnesota. That failed miserably. I'm not a Bulls guy because I saw that experiment not work out in New York. I think you have a couple of candidates, but it's not like there's a ton of African-American or Latino candidates that I could think of that are extremely, extremely worthy of, of being an automatic hire besides maybe Flores, I think that's the best option you got. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. Um, Brad Crawford says uh, GMs have been quoted saying Biennemi is not head coach material, uh, does not interview well, very passive is what they've said. Uh, he also has
1: the background with Colorado where people don't exactly like his personality.
0: Yeah, let's just say he's a little more behind the eight ball than most guys would be at this point. Is that fair?
1: I think so. Um, I, I don't think the enemies has to do with race. I think that he has to just deal with the fact that A, he might just interview terribly. He might have people might just think Reed is the brains behind the operation.
0: That's And I think that's very true. Crash Landon providing a little context here says Flores is saying for years, black coaches have had to be interviewed because of the Rooney rule. And apparently those interviews haven't been taken seriously. So the process needs to be addressed.
1: See, I agree with that. I, I think that the idea of forcing owners to interview black candidates is flawed in itself because the fact that you need to force them to do anything involving who should be the next football coach tells you they're not taking the idea of black head coaches seriously enough where they would want to consider them for the job unless they were forced to interview them that's the issue that i feel like is the main point of why the rooney rule is counterproductive but i do think that you can make the argument that while talking about the Rooney rule itself and how few black coaches have gotten jobs, I feel like no matter what you do to try to update the Rooney rule, it's always gonna be counterproductive because you're never going to know if they genuinely got the interview because they deserved it or solely to satisfy this requirement.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know that it's counterproductive I, I don't know that it's counterproductive so much as you just don't know if it's effective or not.
1: I'm saying the motivations I think are counterproductive because if you're interviewing people solely to meet a criteria but you have no genuine desire to hire the people you bring in then it's just lip service.
0: If you've if you've ever been in a management position and done interviewing you know that sometimes you're you're doing an interview as a favor or there's somebody that's down there that's put in for it that is doing another job and they want to get a promotion but you know in your heart that that person's never getting the job. So I mean, it's not just at this level of professional sports that that happens everywhere. Any anybody that I, ever yeah. interviews, um, I, I
1: think. The, I think the one quick counterpoint I'll have to crash, though, even though I agree, I do think that it seems like these sham interview accusations have some legitimacy to them. The the actual claims themselves. I guess the counter argument I would have is, how do you prove that in a court of law? Well, you going to prove that they had a fake interview for you? Like, I don't know how you prove that.
0: Well, if you left a text trail or a paper trail with emails or something like that, if, some, if somebody let the cat out of the bag and said something incriminating, then obviously... i all
1: can, we got is Belichick congratulating a person who was going to get the job. But when it comes to sham interviews, if they bring you through the door, how are you supposed to prove it was a sham interview? They brought you in. Yeah. That's all hearsay, isn't it?
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, and Brad Crawford says... it. it uh I do not think it has anything to do with race for the I kind of tend to agree with that because I think there's a couple of situations where the teams involved would have really liked to hire um, an African-American head coach. And I, I I I'm, I'm kind of with Brad here. I think there's something flawed about the in the interview process. I don't know if it, whatever you always hear that he doesn't interview. Well, I don't know what that means. You know, talk about being too passive. Maybe, maybe he doesn't have great forward looking visions for the team's um, you know, maybe we're, uh, when you say, you know, where do you see yourself in, in five years, maybe he fired onto my third job. Isn't the right answer. I, 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 I don't know, but for whatever reason, I think there's a, he's got a, a situation where he's just got to overcome it. So, all right, but yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's move on and talk about what happened yesterday. The good news and the bad news, the people that took it in the shorts and the people that took it to the bank, Scott, you know who you are. It's time once again for today's edition, and it's hump day, by the way. Hump day, it's groundhog day, but it's uh, it's time for the Wednesday edition of... You know what it is? If I can get my... There's my playlist. Thank you very much. Here we go. Let's call the cops, guys. All right, very good. Let's uh, start it off as we do in the NCAA Louisville Cardinals, plus three and a half against UNC, against University of North Carolina. Game was tied at 74 with two seconds left. You got to think you're good here. Somebody score a goddamn point. North Carolina had a game-winning layup. Oof. Blocked. Well, temporary game-winning layup because they end up winning in overtime. Louisville loses by seven ah if you had three and a half there you were so close you had that game handicapped correctly right up until the time you didn't call the cops would you
1: not to mention the questionable calls in overtime which resulted in a technical foul for louisville that was two free throws you had a lot of questionable whistles so that also didn't help but looking at the nba if you had the magic plus 10 and a half against the bulls it was a tie game with 336 left in the fourth quarter the Magic Fun Fag did not score a point for the final five minutes of regulation. Well, that doesn't
0: sound fun at all.
1: It was not. The Bulls closed the game on an 11 nothing run, and the Magic lost by 11.
0: Ah. Hey, now, you're an all-star. How about the Stars' money line going up against the Flames? They led 3-1 to one with less than six minutes left in the game. Good God. <laughs> Somebody close the door! Flames scored three in the next four minutes. Holy shit! Stars end up losing four to three. Ooftah. Call the cops there, Scott. Hey, you see? Uh, I'm sure you did. The Avalanche's uh, home winning streak came to an end last night.
1: Uh, I did. Thought that was I a very. I actually, I actually watched the shootout.
0: Thought that was. I thought it was a very questionable call in overtime there. The tripping score. The tripping yeah. behind the net. Yes, but they, but they had to defend instead of being able to go on yeah. the offensive for two minutes. Yeah. I thought that was a huge call. I thought it was a bullshit call. Sorry. Fair enough. All right. So the opposite, of course, of the Caps. This is the place you want to be. This is where you uh, You drop your friends off at the police station, and then you go have a big fat steak dinner because you, my friend, were sitting in the
1: rocket chair. So first one in hockey, if you had the Maple Leaves minus one and a half against the Devils, you're playing against the Devils. Which Diablos. Score a lot of goals. Diablos. Going to score a lot of goals because the Maple Leafs will <laughs> light 4 to nothing after the first period. And they won 7 to 1. Madre de Dios. If you had the
0: Timberwolves minus one against the Nuggets, congratulations because the Nuggets, the bus, it stopped. The Nuggets, they decided to stay on and just keep playing cards because the Timberwolves led by 18 points at halftime. And then they remembered they were the Timberwolves, so the Nuggets did do a little better in the second half, but the T-Wolves still ended up winning by 15 points. Congratulations, you had the Timberwolves minus one. You were sitting in the rocket chair.
1: And the last one in college basketball, if you had Ole Miss plus the 12 against LSU, they never trailed. You got a double-digit underdog, and they never trailed in the game. They led by 13 at half, and they won by four.
0: Yeah, I was a—I kind of missed that. One. I was a little skeptical of this LSU team. Uh, good defense, no offense. I thought twelve was a ton there. So, what, what did you say? What did you say the name of the team that won that game was?
1: Ole Miss. No, no, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. There's no Miss. no
0: D. I'm,
1: I wasn't saying it with a D.
0: You're saying a D. I
1: was not. The, I, I know how to pronounce Ole were, Miss. Were you saying the hard D? I was not. <laughs> I know how to pronounce it.
0: Okay, all right. Mississippi you know, won. Do you know what Ole Miss is? Do you know what that comes from?
1: Uh, yes, it's Mississippi, but older. Do <laughs> you want to give the story? It's
0: it's it's just the uh, the the lady of the house of the plantation. That was the old Miss,
1: and they kept that as the name. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, you don't there's want to something start. That might end up being changed.
0: Well, they're the rebels, so what you gonna do there,
1: buddy? Fair enough. Okay.
0: All right, so uh, David Goods, all I care about is the Chiefs kicking the Raiders' ass. Yeah. Well, man, I don't know um all right Bronco Devils you no, know, we started a good social discussion here I'll never forgive Ben Davidson that's no shit I agree I was at that game by the way and uh of course it was at the other end of my season. I'm like what the fuck is that all about but yeah Ben Davidson just tossing Lynn Dawson to the ground like a rag doll um like Brad see that's I'm kind of in the same boat I'm kind of in the same boat so there's a lot of black players I think if uh it, you wouldn't try to bend over backwards to hire a black candidate i think that's probably what i think that's a, true for a lot of teams especially if we've, we've turned ownership over i think a lot of the old boy network from the 50s 60s that kind of shit <laughs> yeah i don't think uh, uh you kind of remember the line there from from trading places uh i think there's a lot of guys that felt that way but i think as we kind of maybe turned a corner i don't know man it's i first of all i'm not qualified to speak on it Cause I've never had any. Obviously, I had to deal with that at all for any reason. I feel like the I feel so, like the
1: corner was turned when Al Davis hired Art Shell. I feel like that was when you could kind of move past the initial. I'd say I'm trying to think of the right way to to put it, but I do think that was a new era of opportunity for black coaches. Once Art Shell was given a shot there with the Raiders, would you agree with that?
0: I think it. I think it helped. Yeah, I think. I think you know that it certainly. Made and the fact that he had some success there, I think, was very helpful. So again, of
1: course, that led the way to like Dennis Green and some other uh, African American coaches who had a bunch of success. The issue is now, you don't have many of them, and of course, people might default back to accusations of racism. It could be that it could be something else, but the point is, if you don't know then I'm not going to immediately pencil it in as racist.
0: I want three things from a coach. I want somebody that can relate to the players, uh, hopefully maybe have played the game, certainly been around it at the highest level for a long time. Uh, I want somebody that's going to be innovative and embrace analytics and the changing nature of the game with the rules and the passing heavy and all that. And uh, I want somebody that has good connections and can hire good assistants and coordinators.
1: That's what I want. And I guess the one thing you have to ask, whether it's a white candidate or or an African-American candidate or even a Hispanic candidate... How many candidates that are available excel in all three areas? Yeah, that's right. Not many.
0: That's right. So yeah, again, uh, race don't don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. So all right. Uh, anybody asking about games? We got. Uh... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: saw somebody asking about tennis. I okay. Seen, uh, good. Jellin's talking about. Yeah, we're walking. We're stuff. we're walking.
0: We're walking the line about turning it into a, a racial political discussion, which obviously. Uh, not the focus of the show, especially with just 15 more minutes left. So yeah, let's talk some. Let's talk some ball. Um, oh, uh, Brad, say by, say the way, Brad, by the way, by the way, Brad, I agree has. with you about Cronky. <laughs>
1: Batista, yeah, I'm not a Cronky guy either. But Batista Agut is in straight sets. I know he's favored against Simone. It's in France, so you do have a home court advantage there for Simone. But they're kind of similar stylistically. They both just keep the ball in play a lot. They don't hit many winners. But Agut's definitely better. Simone has done well head-to-head, but Agut's in much better form. I think it'll be two very competitive sets, but I see Agut winning 6 6-4, 6-4, if I had to guess.
0: What's the price? Can you, uh, let you me value, actually check any you value anywhere?
1: Sets. Let me see. Um, I'm assuming the value would be on straight sets, but uh, let me just pull that up quickly. Uh, if anybody else has any games they want to talk about, Miami, I we can go through Miami our own, like, Miami, whatever.
0: Florida tonight. Okay. Uh, let me get that one up, Uh, their
1: favorite against Notre Dame at home. I know Notre Dame has the bitter taste in our mouth about the uh, 14-point first half Mm -hmm. against Duke. Am I exactly thrilled with laying this amount on with Miami? No. So for me, I would look at probably Notre Dame. Actually, Batista Good on the set spread, minus one and a half, minus 425. Jesus, Okay. I didn't realize it was that much. Uh, I don't know where you're gonna find value there, okay. so I guess I'm passing on that one. But I'm looking at Notre Dame. I think Miami is a pretty good team. They're not great. The whole ACC kind of stinks, if I'm being honest with you. But
0: hard to get hard to get a read, man. There's a lot of those teams that are kind of clumped together. Your Wake Forest, North Carolina State, Syracuse—they all kind of just seem to be just kind of treading water and sinking slowly. Am I am I crazy?
1: Oh, it depends on where you shop Magellan, by the way, because DraftKings has straight sets for Batista Goot at minus 425. So once again, shop your lines if you're trying to bet something, because some of these books will try to kill you. DraftKings appears to be trying to kill you. So if you do like uh, straight sets for Goot, you might want to look elsewhere. Okay, But that's actually wild, by the way. Batista Goot one and a half set is minus 425. On the other end simone plus one and a half sets is plus 170 that is highway robbery oh
0: 250 juice fuck me
1: that is highway robbery yeah hey let's shop around if you're trying to find
0: somebody somebody wanted to know real quick about the citadel if they're still an over team
1: no they are not half of ship
0: half of them are they still play shitty defense but they just don't they don't shoot the three ball well scott they're just they're just shooting 33% from, uh, from the line. They're like 8th of, out of 10 in their conference shooting the 3, which is just really unusual. They still uh, they still take a shit ton of them. They still rough, roughly half their shots are from 3-point land, but they just they can't make them. But they certainly...
1: I, I think you're looking for team total overs for the opponents of the Citadel because the offense has been underwhelming. Defensively, they're a mess. So I think you'd agree if you were going to take an over, you're just penciling in the opponent for 85, 90.
0: Yeah, it's going to, it's the, the, uh, the total will be 83 for Furman. And I'm, I'm all about that. And yeah. that that's, that's a uh, solid At home.
1: They should score 90.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, and we'll, we'll ask about, we'll talk about that, uh, Wyoming game real quick. Winslow brothers. I just wanted to remind everybody about all the great partnerships we've got going on. Um, the, uh, of course, Caesar's was our was our first. We'll never forget your first. Uh, they're doing the free match bet up to fifteen hundred dollars when you throw in at least fifty. So they want you to put a little skin in the game, and then whatever you bet the first time, uh, they got your back there. Of course, you use the promo code Whiners Caesar. The stock symbol CZR, so it's W H I N E R S C Z R. Winners, Whiners Caesar. Uh, of course, we got the link there in the show box as well. And uh, of course, we have got the thing going with MGM, a, a book that's a personal favorite of ours, Scott. When it comes to baseball fees, season, uh, got I've been per-
1: slacking on it, to be honest. They came, le- they were legal to New York, and I actually haven't used it. No, oh. I- I've just been missing out.
0: Well, there you go, bud, because they've got a thousand dollar deal. Uh, you know, it's the it's the match play up to a grand. You got to put in at least ten bucks. Uh, do the MGM app, download it from the app store, the Apple, the Google store, whatever the you know Google Play, Apple Store. Uh, make your Go to the online. They have a website as well. You get the deal. Must use the code Video Winners. Now, if you guys forget all this shit, which I know I would, it is all in the show description there. So all your codes and everything, as well as a quick link to the website. Of course, all these uh, for Betmgm. You must be 21 or older. Arizona, New Jersey, New York, Indiana, Colorado, Tennessee, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, DC, and the aforementioned Wyoming. I hope you're paying attention. It's going to be a quiz at the end of the show, Scott. Uh, in that order, and of course, one more time, we talked about it yesterday. The uh, down there for all you coonasses in Louisiana, you know, that's what people Louisiana refer to themselves as, Scott coonasses.
1: Uh, I did not know that. There you go.
0: There you go. File that away. Uh, okay. The new mobile app there uh, that is for uh, points bet, or not, not? I'm sorry, not points bet. It is for um, bet rivers, and it is 500 bucks. And you can do the same thing. Put in put in money. They'll match your first bet up to five hundred bucks. Personally, Scott, do you like the match bet better than the roll, rather, rather than the uh, the bonus, where you have to uh, do the play first? I will
1: avoid any type of rollover at all costs. Yep.
0: There you go. So check those out you? as well. I'm the same way. I'm I'm absolutely the same way. All right, Scott. We had a question about Wyoming tonight. How, Cowboys playing good basketball up there in the Mountain West. We talked about this conference a lot the last couple of days. Are they uh, are are people sleeping on on the on the on the uh, Cowboys? Are they peaking at the right time?
1: That was a good win against Colorado State. It really I was. Know that Jim and Jim and I kind of had a bit of a disagreement on the side in that one. I guess he was technically right, even though he lost because the game went to overtime. So I guess I should know. Wyoming was getting one and a half. So Colorado State was in a good spot to win it. They didn't. Wyoming's good. It's one of those spots where historically speaking. The Mountain West is atrocious in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They are ridiculously bad, not good. So I'm not per- I'm not picking any team to make a deep run in the tournament. But the Mountain West is sneaky. Even UNLV is not that bad. They're not great, but they have Bryce Hamilton, who's good. Yep. But you look at that conference. Should be a very fun conference tournament.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, J C Stone talking about the uh, Fred Snowden coaching there at arizona in the 70s i remember that that was they Good were some points. they were some fun teams to watch yeah that was a little before my time as far as betting goes but i would have been pounding the over uh, back in the days scott uh asking about grizzlies and nugs tonight uh grizz taking on this new york knicks team that looks fucking lost any reason he for me the kings huh so if the
1: knicks are lost then what are the kings oh
0: perennially awful I mean, you know, that's... Yeah, okay. Memphis laying four. You're going to step up here and take the Knicks, buddy?
1: Uh, It's the game after theory. Of course, Memphis lost on the road to Philly when I had money on the money line. I ended up winning my play of the day because I had them plus four as well. But it's the perfect bounce back spot, isn't it? I mean, you're expecting a decent performance from the Knicks because of the line, but that's where you go wrong. Why would you expect a decent performance from the Knicks? See, my takeaway from the Knicks 20 point win against the Kings isn't that the Knicks are back on track it's that Sacramento should fold the franchise that was my takeaway like i don't think it was a testament to how good the Knicks are no it just shows how bad Sacramento is so Memphis is still one of the best teams in the league i'm taking Memphis because they're better at what every position
0: yeah that's there's i don't think you that's exactly right you can look at the matchup and you can go through those lineups, and you literally can't pick—at least in the starting rotation—you can't pick one spot where the Knicks have the advantage.
1: Maybe center because Adams is questionable, so there is a chance that Adams does not play. Well, okay, but then they might just move Jackson to center. So I don't—I don't know what the Knicks are going to do. I mean, we're going to actually br- uh, bring up a certain play in this game later in the show. But you go down the lineup, and who on the Knicks do you actually like? Because Barrett's streaky, Randall's been a mess this year and Knicks fans despise him because of the contract. Fournier's been awful. Akemba's been awful. Who do the Knicks have that people actually like? Yep,
0: agreed. Uh, Nuggets. Oh,
1: boy, after getting absolutely railroaded. Run out of the building, buddy.
0: Absolutely run out of the building, taking on this Utah team that we've seen struggle, but they've been struggling with some injuries there with Gobert and with Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell will not be making this one. Of course, Gobert is still out. Scott, this one uh, could be a tempting spot for the Nuggets because there's there's a lot of injury news from Utah. Whiteside is out. Clarkson's questionable.
1: That's the even uh, big. Ba- I mean, Whiteside is not very good, of course, but he's the backup center. Right. And you're facing off against the best center in the league. best
0: Best offensive center. The best well, who, who, the best stretch for. But well,
1: who would you say is the best center then? I just mean all around.
0: Joel Embiid.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I I think Jokic is better. I think it's close, but I think Jokic is better. Jokic but is a better scorer. Either way. Yeah. Point is you don't really know how Utah's going to stop the guy. Right. Because even Gobert had problems stopping Jokic, and Gobert's one of the best defensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. So Fun fact, do you? Uh, or trivia question here. It's kind of going to be a throwback name. Do you know who the projected starter is at center for Utah tonight?
0: The projected starter,
1: starting center for Utah tonight, projected with no Go Bear and no Whiteside.
0: With no Whiteside, oh fuck! Let me, uh, let me, let me think. Let me think here, bud. Hang on.
1: You're definitely not going to get it, but he was very good in college a couple of years ago.
0: Uh oh oh fuck I forgot they had him I'm I, I'm gonna admit I cheated I yeah. looked at the roster uh you want to tell everybody who it is the uh, the stud from KU
1: yeah Kansas legend Azabuki that's right that's who right who is of course a big body he was very dominant in college can't shoot free throws to save his life I might take some props on him if you give me a rebound number on Azubuki, I might be tempted by that
0: he has played it looks like 55 minutes total this year buddy.
1: Yeah, but you know that you're just gonna stand there in the paint and grab rebounds. But the point is I'm gonna go with Denver, because after a no show like that, I think they'll bounce back. And Utah, we've seen them without Gobert and Mitchell, what are they, two and nine in their last eleven? And now Joe Ingalls towards ACL is out for the year. Yep. This team's falling apart.
0: Bronco Devil says he's having trouble getting a uh, being able to make a play on this Denver game. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that. Scott Purdue number keeps going up. You want to talk about this Purdue Purdue team tonight on the road?
1: Oh Well, the point is Minnesota is a team that is not very uh, good. They're they're not awful per se, but it's classic Minnesota fashion. Whether uh, Patino's the coach or not, you look really good at a conference. You start off 7-0, 8-0, and then once conference play starts, you hit a wall. That's kind of the story of Minnesota basketball for the last couple of decades. Do I wanna lay this many points with Purdue on the road?
0: That's the question. Not really. Do you you trust them on the road?
1: I do not, because it's a Big Ten team, first of all, and we know how that's gone so far for home teams. They've been really good at home. Right. But Purdue is the team that even though has all the talent in the world, I do think they're gonna play with their food a little bit. They're three and two on the road straight up, two and three ATS. I think they'll win the game but do I want to lay 11? Like I feel like it's the ultimate cardinal sin of college basketball this season is to lay points with favorites on the road in Big 10 play. So I'm not going to do it. Yep. It's either Minnesota or past.
0: Fight the urge. Fight the urge. Uh B Siderman says a uh, triple revenge game for Denver tonight. They're 0 and 3 on the season. Yeah, against again against a team that
1: is missing a bunch of guys. Yep. Um, well, by the way, speaking of Big Ten underdogs, uh, Nebraska, never in doubt. That was one the game out right yesterday. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, Bronco W, you're right. I, I don't have a lot, I cannot make an official bet on. I've got, uh, you got anywhere you can bet on Denver tonight?
1: Uh, let me see. So I was looking the, at a grid. off so. the
0: board everywhere. I wonder what we, I wonder everybody in Denver is questionable now. See, that's the thing. What are we getting? I mean,
1: uh, I, don't, I don't see anything either.
0: Well, obviously, keep up to date on the injury news there because there's something. There's something coming that it's been pulled. So somebody somebody knows something about an injury. So keep an eye on that for sure. For the
1: record, if the guys can play, I think they should. Uh, you, got,
0: you got Jokic questionable all of a sudden? There's your problem. I
1: was, was going to say, the point is, is that I'm sure they might be resting some guys for a back-to-back. But you got to remember, it's a division game. And Denver, with the amount of injuries Utah has, Denver's only one and a half back. Yeah. So you can make an argument that Jokic might get rested. If you want to win the division, head to heads is extremely important.
0: Yeah, especially when I think you're you kind when, of
1: gotta go full steam ahead, don't you? When you're in
0: a hole like that, well, it would seem to me that would be the case, Scott. But I'm obviously That's what I would do. I mean, uh, I don't. Let me make sure.
1: How many more important games during the season do you have than a game against Utah, where Gobert and Mitchell are out? Yeah, where because you are one and back in the division. These games really matter.
0: And you're and you're already an o in and you You're already in an zero and three hole against them. So yeah. Um, I don't know where you guys got that. If you, I've, I've got I've got Dom Best up, and I do not have injury news or rest news for Jokic at all. So
1: I see I see Jokic being questionable with where, a toe injury.
0: Where do you Where do you have that? What do you, you use? Um,
1: I'm looking at RotoWire.
0: Uh, Oh, said he
1: played through right toe soreness in Tuesday's loss. Oh, he only had twenty one point sixteen rebounds at eight assists in thirty minutes. I think he could play if he wants to.
0: By the way, RotoWire is the absolute best. That's that's the that's the best that I found. Um, I didn't, and I made the cardinal mistake. I just looked at best and didn't check Roto. So yeah, good call. Uh, What else are we asking? Any other questions about that out there, Scott? What have I missed in the comment section jacking around here?
1: Uh, I haven't really seen much. It's mostly people talking about the Villanova game against Marquette. Villanova's currently favored by four and a half. Marquette's been good. It's another one of those spots where the line looks trappy and you're tempted to take Marquette money line, but I'm not going to do it because Villanova is a team that I doubted earlier this season because of the athleticism or the lack thereof, but... They're doing Villanova things in Big, East in Big East play, which means good luck getting in front of them. I'm not doing it. Villanova's been playing a really good ball lately. Marquette, I do think, has been better than I thought they were going to be at 15-7, and seven, but Villanova just seems like they're on a different level right now compared to other teams in the conference. It's Villanova or pass from it.
0: Hey, you know what else is going on tonight? Because somebody's asking about, and I'm going to kind of tie this in, somebody's asking about whether the USA is going to piss away another opportunity to go to the World Cup. Scott, you know where...
1: they lost one game to Canada?
0: You know where they're playing tonight? No idea. Can I interest you in a February 2nd game in St. Paul, Minnesota? Okay. You're like, well, you know, maybe it won't be bad. It should should be all right, right? Uh, Scott... It's going to be game time. You know, you talk about the ice bowl. Uh, you talk about the game there uh, between Seattle and the Packers. How about minus one fucking degree at game time? Minus one. Wind chill, minus 10.
1: You know what that means, right? Just take the under and expect a one-nothing game.
0: I I guess. Sure.
1: God I mean, d- the ball's gonna be a rock, isn't it?
0: How do you do that? your f- your feet? are you gonna really wear shorts? I have to t- I have to tune in. I have so many questions about number one, the mental acuity of anyone who would schedule a game in February in fucking Minnesota. Uh, sounds like somebody that's never been to the states. James Mounds, by the way, wants to know George Mason and Slough. <sighs> I was torn about that game, buddy. I'm leaning I'm leaning Mason there. I'm this St. Louis team. Has been inconsistent. You,
1: uh, I kind of have to agree. I know Mason's been good at home. I just think St. Louis is the better team. Yeah, they are. Like that's like the, that's the fru-
0: that's the frustrating
1: part. Yeah,
0: but well, Mason's having go a decent back season. To the, yeah, go ahead.
1: I want to go back to the soccer game, by the way. Okay, it's going to be freezing out there. Yeah. My question for you is: Do you think that the players on Honduras have ever seen snow before?
0: I think a lot of them haven't. You know, I mean, I'm sure they've done international travel, and depending on their level of of uh, how many veterans you have on the team and their level of experience, but...
1: i was saying, if we're talking about how bad the weather is, that actually might be a decent home field advantage because I don't know if Honduras has really played, besides maybe against Canada. Well, and even if you... How often do you think they played in degrees sub-20? That's what I was
0: going to say. Maybe you've even seen snow, you've gone skiing or something, but wherever you were, it wasn't fucking below zero. Holy shit, man. Uh, it's huge advantage for the USA. Magellan, I, it's got to be.
1: It's got to it's gotta be, man. Now, I know that Zach brought up if the U.S. is going to choke away the chance to go to the World Cup. Why? Because they lost to Canada? Canada's actually good at soccer, as crazy as that sounds. They are actually good. Like, Canada's in first place. They're four points clear. So I'm not going to overreact to a loss to the number one seed right now in the CONCACAF. Other than that, they're tied for second with Mexico. I think they'll go to the World Cup. They should beat the teams that are beneath them. It's possible that Canada's just really good.
0: Yeah, I think we. I think we just need to take care of business against the teams that we're supposed to take care of business, and that's that's what screwed us last time. So yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, you lost when you had a chance to clinch against Trinidad and Tobago. Right. Like you can't do that. But can't losing do it. To Canada. I'm not going to overreact. I think Canada's pretty good
0: it just doesn't it gives you less margin for error that's the problem there. St. Louis George Mason Scott um where are you at on that? Where do you like? You like I'm
1: going with I'm going with uh, Mason. I'm going go with Mason. Okay. I'll go with the home team there.
0: Um we talked to Missouri State Southern Illinois. I I like I like a sneaky over there. It's two, it's two under teams but I think the I think the Bears might have a little front something for them. This is a pretty good uh, Southern Illinois defense, by the way, they they uh, they do put They've up that over money. They do put up some money, and there has been over money coming in. Yep, you're right because that was 129 and a one twenty nine and a half. Uh, I think that just might be a tick too low. Uh, we'll see because the Bears defense is good, not great. So,
1: I think if you wanted to look for a play on the soccer match, by the way, I would probably look for U.S. clean sheet. I said in the game against, I'm trying to remember who they who they played against. Uh, it was U.S. against. Um, It wasn't the one against Canada. It was the one before that. They played against uh, El Salvador. They played El Salvador
0: last time, right?
1: Yeah, I said that I thought they'd win 1-0, 2-0, something like that. I see a similar story here. I think that you'll see Honduras really struggle to do anything offensively in the cold weather. The U.S. offensively has not been great lately. I see a 1-0, 2-0 type of final. I do not expect Honduras to score.
0: I just I just don't know how you go out and play forty five minutes with bare bare body parts and not get frostbite. I don't I don't think that's humanly possible.
1: Well, probably because they're doing it for ninety.
0: Well, but you, but you get to get warm at halftime. That's we got what I'm saying. In between, yeah. That's I see a
1: one nothing or a two nothing final. Yeah, it's
0: going to be brutal. I'm definitely going to be tuning into that. All right, so let's uh, let's get to it, Scott. Let's uh, take a look and see what we've got cooked up for today. You and I have. Uh, Put our heads together and we discarded a lot of things, but there was a player prop that you found that you really like. So let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit as we get ready to strap on our overalls, put on that straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, you and get your keychain out. The one with the lucky rabbit's foot, well, fucking, we might need it tonight. But fire that bad boy up because it's time for Bethlehem Farm. All right, Scott, I know we had a play yesterday. How did that end up going?
1: We ended up having Davidson plus the points. And you know what? You can keep those damn points because they won the game out. Save them right. for
0: next time. Cue to banjos. <music> yeah. All right, there you go, Scott. Well, we've uh we've kind of uh we've kind of promoted a little bit and talked about it. What do we got cooked up for our Bet
1: the Farm? So I mentioned it was going to be in the NBA in a matchup between the Grizzlies and the Knicks, and I'm looking at Knicks point guard, Kemba Walker, and I like his point total under 10 and a half. He has been atrocious recently and pretty much all season long. He scored less than nine points in each of his last five games. He's played less than 22 minutes in four of the last five games, so the Knicks clearly don't enjoy using him on the actual roster. Uh, He's attempted less than nine shots in each of the last five games. And a fun fact, the Knicks actually scored 116 points last game against Sacramento. Kemba Walker attempted two shots and scored zero points. The point is, the Knicks really don't enjoy using him because Thibodeau acknowledges his limitations. Now you're against John Morant. I doubt you want Kemba guarding him. So I expect Kemba to start play a couple of minutes probably get benched for the entire final three quarters or maybe to start the second half but if you're barely playing above 17 minutes over the last week and change and you haven't scored more than nine in each of the last five ten and a half points it's a lot I gotta take the under
0: not good Bob not good at all I think that's a solid play I think it's a really sneaky play so get yourself down on Campbell Walker they're under ten and a half points big fan of that play all right, guys, that's going to do it. We're uh, more than halfway through the show. I hope everybody has a great Groundhog's Day. I know a lot of the country is going to be digging out, so uh, fucking don't overexert yourself. Go buy a snowblower for God's sakes. It's the best investment. Was that a pun? You... What's that? Was that a pun? No, not intentional. What I say?
1: You said digging it out, but we're talking about the groundhog.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, sorry, no, absolutely not. Uh, if you shovel, if you still shovel snow, and uh, you should go get a snowblower. That's what I'm saying. Best investment you'll ever make. So, anyway, you guys, have a great day. Good luck on all your plays. Thanks for listening again. Don't forget to check out all the offerings here on the WWBSN. And yeah, we'll do this again tomorrow. That's how much fun I had. I'll I'll be back to you, Scott. Right, come back
1: tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Excellent. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do. Our very best to help you in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.